What is a good point? 2.2 FM Walls Talking Podcast family. I hope you're safe, my love bugs. Today we are talking about the fear of really going into depression as a black woman, or I think even as a woman in general. But something really had dawned on me um, a few weeks ago when I was watching House Pain, and I talked about it briefly, or maybe long-windedly in the episode where we were talking about just things that were going on with women and today I seen a post on Facebook from my family um in their highlights talking about the fact that black women are so afraid to admit depression they don't even recognize the signs of depression because of the fact that they're so busy feeling like they have to be the superhero from for everyone and they have to represent what the race needs they have to represent what the culture needs they have to represent the strong roots of the family and the the impact that has on our dna that we don't even recognize the signs of sadness and depression so today i wanted to talk about that on the podcast because i think that's so important so important You are now listening to point two point two FM Walls Talking Podcast with your host, the victorious Latoya Justice Sharee, and your co-host, King Nas. Thank you for listening. You'll get everything on this podcast. Happy to be back with you guys. What is really good is Latoya Justice Shari, and I'm super excited more than camels to be the Jersey Bee delivering you this message. And today we are talking about mental illness in the black community. Um, mainly we're talking about mental illness in black women's, but we're gonna spread this um chapter really through talking about black women, talking about women, and talking about just the um african-american race in general so right now we're going to talk about women women take on a lot on a daily basis we're expected to be pretty we're expected to be nice and polite and generous and smart and intelligent we're expected to be sexual without being sexual we're expected to not have too much intelligence but yet still be smart at the same time. That's a lot. That's a lot of expectations. It's a lot of things that go through a woman's mind, getting paid less than what a man gets paid, thinking about how to make sure that our children are ready and prepared for a day's worth of work at school, making sure they have lunch and breakfast and dinner, making sure that our careers are on point. And if we are a career woman, and we fall in that place where our child has to pretty much take care of themselves a lot of times. Sometimes we get that conflict of, are we a good enough mother? We made this child. Are we a good enough mother because we're working too much? Are we working too little? Can we provide enough? Do we go to work and not provide for them as much? Or do we 
go to work more, but not provide that attention, that love, that comfort, that nurturing? Or do we try to balance it out and then it becomes chaotic and stressful and somehow we're not able to do all of it at the same time? We are shunned upon. We are looked at crazy. And that does cause a lot of mental issues. Women go through a lot. We have our menstrual cycles. We have menopause. We have hormonal issues. And these are things that we are we are taught to embrace, but yet we're also taught to frown upon. We're taught about the beauty and the glow of pregnancy, but we are told not to feel the emotions and the hormones and the changes that go along with it by people who do not really understand it. They can say it in the words and they can say what they've heard, but they have not experienced it. And until you experience such a vulnerable, volatile, beautiful, and, and, underlyingly complex but yet so simplistic ritual as bringing in life or having a menstrual cycle or going through menopause where it changes you you get devalued at a certain age by the time you're 30 you're not as good but by the time you're 40 you're definitely not as good and by the time you're 50 you're old news and it puts us in this crazy rampage of of feelings and emotions and hormones it is so complex the reality is we have to learn that there is no such thing as a standard we have to learn that beauty is us and we are beauty we are life we are light we are beyond the norm we have the ability to be so close to God because we can do some of the same things that God does we can bring that life in we can sharpen it and horn it and harness it. We are not God, but we have the ability to be so close and finally in tune because he has entrusted us the the abilities of, of, of bringing on some of the life forces within this earth. And that is so important. But when you bring this on, you think about all the different things that we've had to go through as women. One the women's march but when you think about all the 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 times where women were considered property and not as good that is a stress and even now a days where we have issues where women are not considered able to be the leaders of companies the leaders of the free world the leaders of just anything is ridiculous when we were the teachers, when we had the little houses on the prairie and we were the Aunt Jemimas and we were the ones who catered and homed and nursed the same people, taught the same people with little or no education from books. So how is it that we don't get the same respect? How is it that we have to handle all these things and people don't see all the different hats and suits and faces we have to wear every single day. So I'm going to take a short bristle. I want to talk about how it is to be a minority having all these different hats. What is good, fam? My love bugs. Thank you for coming back from the bristle. I appreciate it. Now, the last chapter we talked about was bring life and bring Light. And this, we are going to talk about 
The majority is the minority. And we are going to talk about how this plays a role in the next chapter we will talk about, which is the black woman. A lot of women who are minorities have to play. We are minorities already because we are women. We are not treated the same. We are not thought of as the same, but yet somehow they understand our story. Just a little bit, just enough to give us a little bit of credit. A minority woman, Latino, Native American, Asian, someone who is not native to this land as well. Someone who came from Ireland, someone who came from Germany, who had to struggle and and really put in the work to, to fit in to a different country, a different culture, a different vibe. It takes a toll because sometimes people try to talk down at you and talk at you. I really feel like that's something that I see a lot. I can't stand it when somebody automatically assumes because someone has an accent or someone has a different culture that they automatically have to either talk like that person to make them feel comfortable, which more so is trying to make you feel comfortable. Um, or they have to speak louder like this person is deaf or they have to act like this person doesn't understand and they have to like say broken words when this person may speak better English than you. We have to be more considerate and understanding. And that plays a toll on a person who is a minority as well. Because they feel like they have to fit into someone. You never should have to fit in. You should be you. You should be you. You're divinely, distinctly unique. You should be able to be you. Because trying to fit in and be something that will allow you to be a part of a bigger picture is not the right thing. Just because everyone jumps off the cliff doesn't mean it's the right thing for you to do. Yes, there is a certain understandability in the fact that back before, a long time ago, when we were adapting into becoming the human beings that we are now, before we went through all the different layers and all the different things when before we looked the way we look now thousands and thousands of years ago we had to use a this person did this to survive so we need to do it to survive but now we live in a way in an environment in a a time in a place where a lot of us not all not all because not every world not every country not every city is the same but a lot of us have the opportunity To not have to do what everybody does to survive. We can travel the road less traveled. I believe it's so important to be so distinctly, uniquely you. It is ridiculous. So many people want to try to be somebody else because they fit in. High school is not life. But yet somehow we take high school and middle school and even elementary school and we make it life. We have to fit in. We have to have the latest clothes and the latest shoes, the latest everything. But that is not life. That is not what allows you to survive. And that distinct need to survive, to fit in, is what we still have in us as human animals. 
but it's not what is going to help us sustain, to fit in, to understand, to identify with. We have to sometimes really understand what it means to love love ourselves first as an individual. And we have to understand what it means to love others first. Depression is very real. And if you don't love yourself first and you don't identify it as, hey, man, I'm going through something. I need to talk it out. I need to vent it out. I'm going through issues. I don't care if you talk about it on YouTube and people think you're crazy. If you're talking about it and then 10 minutes later you feel better for the rest of the day, baby, you better do it. Because your sanity is worth more than your vanity. I'm going to say this one more time. Your sanity is worth more than your vanity. Said it a second time because I like the way I said it. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was smooth. Came out of nowhere. So I was like, ah! Your sanity is worth more than your vanity. But it is. It is in that way. It is. It's so simple. But it's so true. We have to understand other cultures and other people. But we have to understand ourselves first. We can't allow ourselves to transform into something we're not. We try to be the superheroes and the superwomen, but sometimes we have to realize that we're only one person. We can only do so much. We need to take care of ourselves first before we can really get out and reach out to take care of others. And we have to do it in a realistic time frame. Sometimes we can't do everything. Sometimes we have to cancel appointments. Sometimes we have to take time out of work and just take a me day. Sometimes we might have to sleep in the whole day just to feel that. Because sometimes we stay up all night trying to do something to discourage us from really doing the thing that we need to do best. Feel. That's what allows us to be different from other animals is we can feel these emotions. So we need to take time to feel and understand and love. Okay, so I'm going to take a short bristle and then I'm going to talk about the black woman's plight. Okay. What is good? We are back from the bristle. And breakthrough new you. Thank you, Marlon Wayans, for doing that. Love that. Kim Wayans. (laughs) But seriously, as a black woman, as a black woman... As a black woman, we are very underrated. We handle a lot. We battle with our skin color, our hair, our eyes. It's not just the normal vanity that we battle with. It's the feeling of not being good enough. Did you know that out of all races during dating, when you're on a dating website, the black woman is the bottom tier. The black woman has to deal with her brothers, her sisters, her cousins, her husbands being locked away and having to take care of multiple family members at a time, depending on where she lives. I mean, everybody doesn't live in that situation. And I'm not saying only black women deal with that. But there is a big issue with a black woman being boisterous. A black woman being strong. A black woman being confident. Sometimes we're looked at as the angry black woman. When in fact we have all the reason to be angry. 
And so that plays a role in us trying to hush our mouths, but that pain is so real. We're not allowed to voice our opinions and say what we feel because we're wrong. We're not allowed to be upset about being told that our hair is too much of an afro. We need to straighten it out more so it could be more suitable. Or the fact that we should be less angry because it intimidates people. When then then there's someone who comes in who is angry and upset, who's Caucasian, who gets away with it. Now, I'm not saying that this is about race, because it's not. It is simply about facts. That's all I can give you is F-A-C-T-S. Sometimes it is hard to be a black woman. Very hard. And we have to hold these feelings inside. Hold them in. Hold them in. Because the burden of our of our feelings is real. I remember, and I've talked about this a few times. I remember talking to one of the... I don't know where it cut off, my bad. Um, but I remember talking to one of the teachers this year and really talking to them about just race and about Martin Luther King and about everything. And it's hard for someone who's not the same as you to really understand you. It's just like it's hard for somebody who's not living your life to understand your life if they haven't been through the same thing. You know, some people can get that third eye, especially if you explain it to them, you really go into depth. But some people, when you tell a story, it's just a quick one, two punch. You might tell a little bit. You might go into depth, but not every second, every feeling, every emotion. Put your mind in this place type of feelings. And it's hard for people to understand that. It's hard for people to understand that. It's uncomfortable as a black woman to to sit in a room and have someone who is a different race automatically assume that you speak slang and automatically assume that your terminology has to be hip-hop jargon. It's very uncomfortable to have your hair touched upon. It's very uncomfortable to worry that when your child goes out that door, are they going to come back? It doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in, how much money you have. You're still a black person with a black child who has to go out into this world and wonder, are they going to come back? Not just because you're worried about, are you, is your child going to come back? But is your child going to be faced with a situation where they're followed? And beaten and have to worry about just because of their color that there's going to be a problem. Then you have to worry about will you get the job or an interview because your name is too urban. One of the reasons why I named my son Sean instead of Nazir as his first name, which is Nazir is his second name, his middle name, is because I worried is he going to get the interview? Would he get the job? Would people think he's too ghetto, too urban? 
And Francesca, I choose that name because I want her to be like someone who I knew who was a doctor, but also because I felt like it wasn't too urban. The thoughts that run through your mind as a black woman, stress and anxieties and waking up constantly wondering, am am I too black right now? Am I not black enough? Those complex emotions go through your head all the time. Think about Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston was born in Newark, New Jersey, raised in East Orange, New Jersey, was not too far away from Newark. But yet somehow she was teased and taunted because her music was not black enough when she first came out. She wasn't accepted until she was black, but then, I mean, until her music was more urban. But then even then when she was accepted, she was accepted for something that would have gotten her taunted for. It's a confusing, complex, crazy world we live in. I'm about to wrap this up like a face mask because I really think this is a opportunity for you to really have a sit down talk with your lady friends or your friends of different races and really open a dialogue and talk about depression. Talk about issues that happen on a day to day basis. Because if you don't open up a dialogue and say, hey, it's perfectly normal to talk about depression. Then people are going to think that we shouldn't talk about it. There are platforms like the app, which is called Ashley that I use, which is a group um, therapy. Um, You could talk on it. It is free. And you can talk to automated people if you feel like you don't want your business to be out there. Or you can talk to real people. Um, You can go to a counselor about depression. Um, I think a real big thing for black women and black men is if you're going to talk about depression, and I hate to say this, you need to talk to somebody who is black as well. Not because we're trying to be racist and trying to separate people but there is a real difference of what black people go to go through on a daily basis and you need somebody to understand your story really you know and I feel like the same for women I feel like women should go to a woman psychiatrist not trying to separate it but I'm saying sometimes people are not empathetic to another person's plight if they don't go through it they might understand it but not as full as someone who has to go through it. I'm just being I'm just being honest. Try it and see if you like it. Try Ashley and see if you like the app. Um you know, if you're going through depression, really take some time to um figure it out. I really wanted to talk to um, people about depression symptoms as well, um, because I think I think it's something that we don't get into as much. Um, so, 
clinical depression. Clinical depression is defined as the persistent feeling of sadness or loss or or loss of interest um, that is characterized by major depression, which can lead to a range of behaviors and physical symptoms. These may include changes in sleep, appetite, energy level, concentration, daily behavior, or self-esteem. Depression can also be associated with thoughts of suicide. Um, you can have excessive hunger, fatigue. Um, you can have social isolation, restlessness, insomnia, mood swings, um, loss of in- interest in activities that you once were into. I think you need to really understand that depression is not something to take lightly. There are depression tests on Google to figure out if you have depression. Um, And also, we also have a crisis hotline. Now, if you're having any of these symptoms and you don't know what to do, I would first consult your doctor. But if you make an appointment for for your doctor and it takes a while to get it, please call 1-800-855-921-2955. All right. Well, until next time, guys, remember, if you love what you have, you'll have everything you need. Smooches. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Point Two Point Two FM Walk Talking Podcast with your host, Latoya Justice Shari, and your co-host, King Nas. We appreciate you listening, and we heart you, fam. But don't forget to check out the Instagram, Point Two Point Two Walls Talking Podcast, and our Twitter, Twitter Lily, Smooches. Peace. Until next time.